lead, inspire, motivate, and empower. Welcome to Lead with DX, your guide to digital transformation in a complex world. Here are your hosts, Lars Jeppesen and Wasantha Wirakuni, the founders of TechOne Global and Enadoc. All right, hello. Good afternoon, Vasanta. Hello, Lars. How are you? Good afternoon, Lars. Sorry? Sunshine here. Oh, okay. We have heavy rains here today. So uh, um, today we have a guest. We have a guest with us. Who is our guest today? I, I think you should introduce. Oh, Cellini, you should introduce yourself. We have a guest today with us. Uh, and uh, we thought about, uh, actually what came around was that um, I had a I had a nice interview with some students uh, this uh, uh, last weekend, and uh, they asked me uh, what was the best thing that came for your company out of the pandemic, and uh, I said, uh, well, I I really think that one of the uh, very good products, good new things we have done during the pandemic was our Inadoc sign. Uh, which will soon be launched as uh, Enadoc Evia uh, sign, and um, uh, we we realized that during the pandemic, a lot of people are having problems uh, getting their documents uh, signed because they physically have to move them from A to B, and many of the existing uh, document signing solutions does not have a connected. Uh, uh, content management system or document management system. That means that you sign something and where does that thing that you sign end up? So uh, we started our development on uh, Inadoc Sign and it has evolved into, a, I, I would say, uh, much more than a minimum viable product now. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool product. And uh, we thought that we wanted to discuss uh, signing and digital signing today and uh, we, we would bring in our uh, uh, legal department uh, head, the head of our legal department, Cellini, who is, uh, I think, a one-man, one-woman show. Uh, so she's, she's handling all the legal uh, interactions at Tech One Global and, and get her view on uh, digital signatures uh, and, and how they are positioned. So welcome, Cellini. Hi, bosses. Thank you for having me. Hello, can you hear us? Yeah, bosses, can you hear me? Oh, yes, we can hear you now. Yes, okay, so you are thanks. live. So uh, welcome to our little uh, podcast. So um, uh, uh, I, I could start out by asking you a question. Uh, uh, you know, when you have first uh, started to use this uh, feature of Enadoc, um I'm not asking you to give a like a review or feedback on the product itself, but what did you think about the concept of digital signing and how do you feel about it today when you have done more research, you have used the product more and and maybe got a better understanding of where it is? What, what do you think about this whole digital signing? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, well, you know, you when I first joined the company, this is my first uh, 
technology solutions company. So for lawyers, technology is a bit, bit uh, difficult, you know, because we it's not something that we have studied. So now we see in the modern world, businesses being increasingly being conducted electronically. And, and law is also being dragged along, whether law is ready or not. And the fascinating fact about law and technology is, you know, technology is always ahead of law. Law, law is catching up, law needs to catch up, but uh, technology is always ahead of law. And with the COVID-19 pandemic, when I first joined uh, Tech One Global, when I was first uh, using Innerdoc, I was actually, uh, what, what, what was interesting in the platform was how easy it was. And, you know, as lawyers, we we meet with our um, we meet with customers, our uh, companies, and most of the time, especially when it comes to immovable properties, you know, you sign a deed of transfer, you have to execute deed of gifts. So all these requires physical signatures, and and uh, now COVID nineteen pandemic was very un expected for all of us and signing documents physically was such a big challenge and when I first started using Enerdoc for our internal work it was really easy you know it's just you don't even need to print the document you just have mm. to sign it you can read it online and you can log into the system and and you can very easily sign the document and send it to the other person so it was very convenient and i think the covid-19 pandemic made me realized how easy it is for the users and and how important it is for all of us to be very thorough with digital signatures but what do you think about the legal part of this i mean when when you were first asked okay here's a tool that we use in our company what went through your mind in terms of uh, at least maybe professional curiosity or did you do any research thinking they're doing this is this really is this really legal to use a digital signature did you what was your thoughts Yeah, so I actually, I, I was also very curious to know the legality behind it. And I did my research. And now electronic signature, you know, you can simply say it's the electronic version of a handwritten signature. But digital signatures are more advanced than that. You know, it uses a public key. And I'm not a tech person, but from our development team i understand i have been reading about it so it's it's more advanced and and when you look at the law now of course we have to look at the international law first in domestic uh, context in countries laws may differ from country to country but with the development of technology now there is no international legislation but you know you can recognize united nations as the international legislation so if you look at united nations united nations has also kind of attempted to provide guidance on electronic signatures and united nations commission on international trade law has also uh, provided in its model law on electronic commerce that electronic signatures are and has the same legal validity as an ink signature provi provided that it fulfills certain conditions and if you look at the laws on other countries although laws may differ from country to country almost all jurisdictions have recognized 
digital signatures as valid signatures but the most important thing is in order for a digital signature to be valid boss you need to see whether this digital signature fulfills certain conditions i think that is the most important part there are so many platforms now providing digital signatures but we need to understand the legality behind it and in order for a digital signature to be valid and um, admissible as evidence in a court of law we have to see whether this platform fulfills these conditions when i sign mm. a document digitally are these conditions fulfilled okay so that's interesting you you mentioned something vasanta maybe we, i can bring you in here because uh, celine said she's not the technology person and i'm also not really the technology person what is that digital certificate that she was mentioning So last uh, you know I heard two things uh, she is uh, using a very freely two words electronic signature and digital signature of course she also uh, was trying to define the two I think we should take a minute to understand the difference between the two and uh, then I think uh, I think then we can uh, talk about it right so the electronic signatures actually many governments as she said mentioned uh, many governments have even accept the electronic uh, you know signatures also in in, in in court of law but digital signatures go beyond uh, uh, the original uh, uh, you know electronic signature concept you know it, it it can even tell whether document has been tampered after the digitally uh, been uh, signed or sealed so so in electronic signature what people do is you simply uh, put a ink signature on a document and uh, you know using some sort of a tool Uh, instead of using signing on the paper but whereas in the digital signature what you do you take this uh, you place the signature and you create a code or you do an encryption so where you know where we can uh, verify that encrypted uh, document against a common uh, platform uh, anywhere using a normally a browser or maybe a, a digital reading uh, platform like a adobe reader to check whether this particular uh, document that you uh, you received as signed by someone is been tampered after the final signing so that is that means you need to have internet connection to do that right and that means you need to be able to connect to to this signature verification uh, environment uh, but but that is quite secure compared to normal electronic signature uh, but many organization uh, many countries and organizations still use also electronic signature as part of their their signing environment but we offer both in uh, you know on this one uh, you know in, in in this so i is that what you're uh, trying to understand in our case we use the global sign uh, which is the uh, the global authentication platform uh, for digital you know digital signatures uh, we use them uh, to do the mm. verification And, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, actually, uh, um, uh, if you think back, uh, digital signatures have really existed for uh, quite a long time. Because if if you will have a, a you know a bank account, uh, banks have been signing, asking to sign this uh, uh, fax waiver. That means that you can send your banking instructions by fax. That means they are not really requiring you a original. Uh, with signature, if you fax them your instructions, they will execute those instructions. And of course, uh, 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 that is 
if you compare to what we have today, much, much more uh, uh, simple and uh, quite easy to fraud, you know, to cut and paste somebody's signature on a document and send it by fax is, uh, uh, you know, quite uh, even a kindergarten uh, student can do. Uh, so what we have now is much more complex because, uh, first of all, uh, you need to log in. You need to be authenticated to log into the system. Uh, then you need, uh, uh, you know, we we have also in our system, we have this one-time password to ensure that, uh, you know, the person who's signing is really the person uh, who's supposed to sign. And uh, uh, we have then this uh, 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 key, this uh, key that is built into the document once a document is released, that that the person who receives the document can verify that this document was not altered in the process so that means that if, if you release a a statement you can make sure that statement is true because it was not altered as soon as you will edit that pdf uh, that key will disappear you cannot you cannot save it again and and keep the key so uh, <clears throat> so so that's 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 quite important uh, in 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 that sense so so uh, i have also seen that a lot of the uh, uh, signing products in the market, they don't even require you to to sign with your own signature. You can simply type your name using some font because the fact that you are logged in using your credentials is enough for them to recognize that you are the one who signs. So, so uh, Tilini, where do you think this is going? I mean, uh, uh, what's the next step in this around uh, you know legalizing or or adapting uh, uh, digital signatures now you said the law is always behind but in this case it sounds like you're saying the law is not really behind the law is kind of there but but uh, uh, what's next in terms of the law catching up with it what, what do you think should be the next step in that framework yeah versus now i actually think as I mentioned earlier, there are so many um, platforms providing digital signatures. But when you when it comes to international trade, now we at TechOne Global, my day-to-day -day work includes reviewing agreements. So I get agreements from various countries and, and their governing law is different. Our governing law is different. And we at TechOne Global, we have our branches in few countries. So the most important thing for the countries is irrespective of the legal system, whether it's common law or civil law, the countries needs to come together, you know, and come to a, an agreement with these digital signatures. Because I may uh, put my uh, digital signature in, from Sri Lanka, but I may be sending that agreement to another country. So the countries needs to come together and there should be standards internationally and domestically domestically in the domestic legislature also we need to have laws and standards on digital signatures if if a digital signature needs to be valid these these conditions no, needs to be fulfilled because it is very easy for someone to sign um, as boss Vasant said you know it's very easy for someone to sign electronically but the most important thing is enforceability of that document you know you should for an example we take uh, we'll take an agreement so if you sign an agreement you expect if there is a breach of any terms of an agreement you want your agreement to be taken to a court of law or if it is alternative dispute resolution to an arbitral tribunal and you want to enforce that agreement right 
that is the most important thing mm. so enforceability requires a valid signature so mm. i see in future these digital there are so many platforms and these platforms needs to be imposed with certain standards i mean i was actually signing a, a document the other day and uh, when i opened the document boss in enadoc i i got a an otp for my email so mm. then i know anyone can know it is anyone can steal my username and password right but it is not possible for the person having the username and password to sign the document they should mm. enter the otp as well so it is actually thilini who signs the document so that is one part of it so those are very important i think the conditions are very important Legal, mm. so laws should be developed to that stage so so um what what i have seen when i have done some research on this is that the places that it's uh, uh, digital signatures are still not allowed are the places where you need to have uh, like a, a notarization or a third party notarizing the documents right uh, so so isn't the next step really to have kind of a digital notarization uh, i mean to a certain extent of course uh, uh, we, we use now this global sign it's but it doesn't really uh, uh, it doesn't auth- authenticate the the parties and the witnesses themselves it authenticate that the document was not changed but but uh, where where do you see uh, see this going basanta you have any ideas on this or, or yeah 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 i think i think yes yes lars i want to say something i think uh, uh, you know if you really go and look at uh, the legislations you know of many countries they are all like in sri lanka this is this this in 2006 we had electronic transaction act mm. right and this was uh, this was to uh, to uh, to support one which was to, which we have released on 2001 and many countries in asia also have been the same uh, similar uh, you know similar situation but adoption is the the challenge in my opinion uh, uh, the, why the adoption is a challenge you know number one it is uh, so far it was quite complicated you know the to to buy a digital signature product and you know integrating it into uh, to your work process uh, because most of these uh, 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 organizations or notaries or the other uh, uh, legal or legal establishments they are not uh, as uh, tilini said you know they are not tech savvy mm. right so they are they are late to adapt and on the same time uh, there's a there's another challenge uh, you know they they are original documents you know what they are creating you know they are printing on this large a4 size uh, uh, you know legal size papers which are double sided because of their certain uh, you know things and sometimes they uh, you know they they review these documents manually uh, so they have to print it and then how do you place a digital signature on on, on this and how do you engage them into a workflow of a digital signature so these are uh, the challenges that the adoption mm. was not happening but i think pandemic uh, you know has uh, given a lot of innovation and a uh, lot of innovation i think brought a lot of innovation that help uh, uh, this uh, to bridge this gap so tomorrow uh, these organizations or these individuals can easily engage uh, you know if you have uh, little uh, knowledge about uh, you know maybe how to use a, a smartphone that would be good enough uh, to start using uh, this kind of digital uh, signing products today so i think i think that is where 
where the transformation will happen that is where the things will I, it is not that uh, uh, the law was not there i think law has been there and then uh, then obviously if nobody's using uh, then you know what, what is the purpose of uh, you know what what is the purpose of having that you know so you you cannot verify against right uh, i think yeah. it's the adoption in my opinion less yeah so uh, uh, I, i i have a bit of a closing remark uh, but before that i just wanted to ask you Cellini, you know any any other things you wanted to uh, uh, comment or any uh, uh, yeah on this discussion before before we close Yeah, but I think as Boss Vasanta said, that implementation adoption is such a big challenge, and especially in developing countries, you know, uh, I think it, it it needs to start from the ground level. We need to uh, teach undergraduates these subjects, and they need to be taught on. Uh, we we all need to be tech savvy nowadays. If if you don't know how to you. Put your uh, signature digitally. You may not be able to survive in another five to ten years. So, as Mr. Swasanta said, I think we need to restructure the organizations. So that should be the first step. Hmm. I, I I mean, what I have observed is uh, uh, that, for example, so I mentioned earlier that uh, in many countries, I think including Sri Lanka and Philippines and other countries in the region, uh, unless the document has to be notarized. It is really fully legal to use a digital signature or electronic signature. Even both are enough. Uh, similar to like we used to be able to just sign and send it by fax. Uh, so, so uh, the fact that the banks now are asking us to sign physically, when five years ago they were okay to get a fax from us, is a kind of a step back, right? Uh, but what I have seen is that it's, uh, you know, the the the. The what can I? I want to use the. I, last, no, last let me just. I, I just no, wanted to. The, the, yeah, the, okay. The, ahead, the, the person who's holding back the transformation is very often the legal department of those organizations. They they are yeah. not fully sure that if they were able to, if they would go to court, that this was really, this could really up, be upheld in court, and therefore they advise their organizations. <laughs> Don't accept it legally, uh, digitally. You have to accept only a, a hand signed documents, like in a bank, for example, right? So, yeah, last you know, so so I think you know you just specifically mentioned notary, right? So the notary's role, I think we need to also go back. You know, we can have a, we can sign something. I can sign a document. I can send it to you, and you can, as long as you accept that one, um, that is between you and me, that's fine. But notarized documents are actually there's a third party who is witnessing yes. that we are signing. Okay, so the digital signatures are actually doing this part of the notarization hmm. digitally. So, so the role of uh, uh, notary may, you know, may change soon, unless they start adapting this, uh, the notarization workflow, uh, where they also could be part of that authentication at the end. So, there are two things, you know. Remember that uh, we were discussing before, uh, you know. I think, I think not in this this session. Uh, there are two things: digital signature and digital mm-hmm. sealing. So, the digital sealing is actually is the uh, notary ro- uh, role of the notary. So you seal the envelope, saying, "Okay, these guys who signed or these people who signed this document, uh, you know, they are valid, and I'm just sealing this document." So I think uh, I think we have uh, this subject is uh, you can go a little further and maybe have another session. Uh, but uh, uh, today, 
there are there are multiple ways of doing this uh, you know by just the digital signing between two parties or uh, maybe multiple parties can sign and that can be sealed the envelope uh, you know to do a function like a notarizing it digitally okay Did I confuse no, you? No, I I I know what you're talking about. I'm not sure you might have confused somebody else, but uh, I think I think uh, uh, there's as you said many things you can dig into this, and uh, there's also a lot of stuff you can read. I think we are in the process of uh, of doing a white paper. So Tellini and our marketing team is working together to do a white paper that we can share. And I'm not sure if it's going to be available by the time that uh, that we are going to publish this podcast. If it is, if it's going to be available, then I'm sure that uh, uh, the team will put a link in the podcast to download the uh, the white paper. The other things I wanted to just conclude by saying is that we have so Enadoc Sign is available. I mean, there are many products in the market, but Enadoc Sign is built into Enadoc. So if you are already a client using Enadoc, you have Enadoc Sign for free. So at least you can you can you can start to uh, work on uh, how to implement that in your organization. How what is the legal framework around that in your industry and and in your country? And then we are rolling out a new product called Enadoc Evia Sign, uh, which would be available probably from around July, where we are going to have a free version of that that allows people to sign documents uh, up to a number of documents per month before they have to uh, pay for that. So it allows people to send documents to third party uh, outside your organization and have a lot of other cool features that we can talk about uh, and, and other time. But this is definitely a market and an area of great interest to us. And it was uh, interesting to hear this uh, question about what, uh, what if, what or if anything good came out of the pandemic. And this was something good that came out of the pandemic. And also we have our first uh, uh, full-time uh, legal uh, lawyer working for us during the pandemic. So welcome to Tech One Global, even though you have been with us for some time now, but you are still a pandemic employee, I think. And uh, uh, it's it's good to have you on board and great to, uh, to have you on this podcast uh, and uh, get your insight into this. So thank you very much, Tilini and uh, Masanta. And uh, I sound like a radio host. Actually, I'm not the host, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lassie. Yeah, you, you you sound exactly. I was about to say so that. So maybe I maybe <laughs> I can retire one day and uh, start a, 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 a uh, you know my own radio you show. Own, so you own yeah, FM yeah. Okay, channel, thank yeah. you very much. Take care. Thank you, Cellini. Thank yeah. you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast, and be sure to subscribe to get the latest updates. Let's talk again soon.